it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Punani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. If you sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. It's okay if you fling it, girl. You can fling your straws all around the world. It's okay if you feel it. Fling your straws at everybody. We're gonna have a party, me and you. Zagazow. <laughs> Uh, that was Beanie Man, uh, or my interpretation. Was that Beanie Man and Janet Jackson? Janet Jackson. That makes me laugh whenever I think about Janet Jackson. All I think is when, whenever I go to Marrakesh, um, and those people on the street will, will, are calling you and be like, Kelly Rowland, Kelly Rowland, Janet Jackson, Janet Jackson. And you're like, mate, what are you, what are you doing? So I always laugh when I think about that. But, uh, yeah, that was a tune. Whenever I got no money, she is still my honey. That might be another song. I swear it's the same song. It must be him, Janet Jackson, Feel It Boy. I think so. Anyway, it is me, Kalechi, in the place to be. Uh, Welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's Right, Suck Your Mum. Yes. So I'm just recording this on a quick vibe because um, my partner's had to take Lev out because he was just refusing to like sleep. Uh, And I waited and it got later and later and later. And I still need to send this to Brent. So I was just like, you know what? Just take him out. Just take him out. So they're out right now. But yeah, I'm just really uh, glad to be here. I'm in great spirits. I went for a run this morning, so I just feel really, really, really good. I feel really good. Um, Yeah, I always feel good after a run. To me, I always said it's like a moving prayer. It's like moving meditation. I I love it so much. And this week's just been great. Like I've been going to my BJJ classes, aka Blowjob Juniors, um, or no, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I've been going to class... um, and I've just been doing bits. I've been going to the gym. Do you know what I find funny about the gym? Yeah. Remember, I don't know if I told this story, but when I, I th- I'm sure I did, but I mentioned like I, I went to the gym. They said I couldn't bring my son or whatever. Um, uh, I've told them I've got public liability insurance. I've got all of these qualifications from being a personal trainer. Rare, rare, rare. Like I will be no problem. He'll be in his car seat on the side. No, sorry, you can't bring him here with you. Um, you're welcome to train here. Well, of course I'm fucking welcome to train here. You don't need to tell me that, but um, it's very odd that you'd say that. Only for me to go there the other day and a white guy this lad is training. He's not, he can't even see where he's put his son. His son looks all of five years old and his son's sitting there with an iPad at the gym. And I'm like, oh, so it's okay for him to bring his son who's more likely to run around um, than for me to bring my child um, at a very quiet hour 
people are mad. People in the country are fucking mad sometimes, and it, it just stresses me how stresses me out why they how they don't rape black women. And um, when I was listening to the podcast back, obviously I heard myself say, um, suck, "Say your what's it? So, so you mad? Aka straw of the week. You've got to forgive me, people. Um, I'm all breastfed out, so some days I'll just say some wild things, you know. So it is what it is. Uh, I'm really nervous actually. When you listen to this, if you listen to this on a Monday, the day it comes out, I'm rather nervous because this week uh, I've got a project on at the Young Vic and I have to learn three monologues. And for the life of me, I've only learned one so far, which is better than last year. Last year at this time, because I did the same projects last year, I hadn't learned any. So I've got one down, got two more to go and hopefully I'll learn them by the performance date. Oh, gosh. So it's just stressful. This is the reality of like being um, a new mum and still being a baby girl and, do you know, acting and doing all of the things that I'm doing. But I love acting with all of my life, with all of my heart. So pray for me, people. Pray for me that I just get the, these monologues down and um, all the other things I need to get done this week. Let's pray that I get them, get them out of the way. But uh, my TEDx talk is finally up. The TEDx Sussex University talk is up on my page because I don't know what the organisers did, but for some reason TED says something with their licensing or red, red, rare, rare, rare. So it's not going on TED, the TED uh, YouTube page or their website or anything like that. I don't know what the brand TED has against me. First of all, um, you know, all these other TEDs that happened in London and thereabouts hadn't ha- asked me before this one. So big up the, uh, you know, the girls who organised this for actually asking me, like recognising a baby girl. But um, yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but my journey uh, of empowerment is actually up on my YouTube page. I would have put the link in the caption. So please go and watch it and share the fuck out of it because I deserve, you know, I deserve the motherfucking things. And 2020 is all about, you know, you'll notice I'm actually asking for you to do things, you know, go and vote for me for this on the Glow Mama Awards, which I know that a lot of you uh, did because you messaged me. So those who haven't, you could just go to that previous episode and just click if, I don't know if it's still live, actually, I don't know when um, voting ends. Whoever wins, wins, but you know, go and do something. And I love that when I've been saying through Sally that uh, I'd like you to like, rate and review the podcast. You've done that on Apple Podcasts. So like big up yourselves, like two slaps on your chest before we even get to share your magnificence. Thank you for doing all of the things to support a baby girl. I really, really appreciate it. Um, And yeah, I just want you to watch this YouTube uh, video of my TEDx, my TEDx talk. Yeah, go check it out. And you know, I hate having to badger people. I did this talk, what, 18th of March, 2019. I was coming to the end of my first trimester. No, I'd already, yeah, my first trimester, I think, was even done. So, but I still had a bit of morning sickness and I'm on stage. The jumpsuit I was wearing was really choking me, but my foot was bunning, but, you know, I did it and I love it so much. And watching it back, I was just like, nah, Kalechi, you really, really need to deep the ting, even with angel numbers not telling you, because sometimes I get this feeling and I look at the time and it's a specific number and I look up the angel number that it corresponds with. And it's usually a message from the angel saying like, stop worrying about finances, stop worrying about where your career is going. Like, we've got you, you're a baby baby girl keep doing you instead we want you to focus on your spiritual practice meditate more you know be in spirit more and it's like they keep shouting at me because I see it everywhere so you know all of that 
is there happening? Like, remember, you, you know, remember you're a baby, a baby girl. Hold on. Okay. Uh, remember you're a baby girl, stay in spirit. And, um, you know, all of these bits. And I, yeah, it just, it just feels challenging. But then looking, watching that video, I was like, no, actually when I deep it, I'm a Ross Clark G. Like I'm a, I'm a big girl in these streets. Like I'm a big girl. Um, I, I made that talk. I wrote that talk to talk to myself and to talk to anyone else that it resonates with. So, you know, this year is all about that. Like claiming my rightful place, my rightful throne, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really uh, a bad bee out here, to be honest. And, and so are all of you listening to this, like walking your greatness. I, and, you know, that's the theme for our 2020. Obviously there'll be ups and downs, but we've got to walk in our greatness. That's all there is to it. So yeah, definitely go and watch that and comment, uh, share it, share it a lot. And let me know what you think. I'd really love if like we shared it and then Ted was like, oh, we didn't realise she was a baby girl. And then they decided to finally put it on their YouTube page or put it on their website. But, you know, one can hope, one can dream, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I just know that through all the years that I've been diligent and consistent in all of the work that I've been doing, eventually the rewards come. So whenever this all happens, maybe, you know, I get not just a TEDx talk, I get an actual TED talk like that. That would be sick, um, which I'd really like to do in Pum Pum Shorts. But well, let's see. Anyway. Anyway, happy Monday to all of you lot, all of you baby girls, baby boys, baby non-binaries, big up yourselves. You've made it to another week in January and it seems trivial to say something like that, but I know so many people have struggled and didn't even want to be here. So I just need to let you know when you listen to this, that you're so fucking loved, you're loved and your perseverance is duly noted and, um, you know, keep persevering, keep persevering like I even when your heart hurts and you want to give up don't give up don't give up there's there's so much more beauty in the world that you're yet to see even if things don't feel very beautiful right now you are beautiful you are loved keep going like we're we're into this very long year of January and you're doing well so keep going anyway let's get into the tarot so um, the tarot for this week, the first card that flew out twice, actually, because I was like, oh, maybe that's not the card. Um, it's the lovers, the lovers card in reverse, which is a major arcana card. And um, what I instantly instinct told me is that um, the lovers isn't necessarily just about relationships. Um, I mean, in terms of uh, romantic relationships, it can just be talking about relationship dynamics in anything, you know, your passions, your job. It, and I feel like this is more career related because the cards that come out after it are to do with, you know, our pentacles, our, our coins to do with like money, career, that sort of thing. So the lover's card came out and it came out in reverse. And what it's saying to me ultimately is that some of you are in situations, some of us are in situations that aren't very favourable to us. Um, and I would more lean towards it being working relationships. Um, and even if it isn't a working relationship, if it's like a romantic relationship, it's not really working, it's out of balance. That's not to say end the relationship, it's just saying that it's out of balance um, right now. The power dynamics is off, it's, it's just off. And the reason it's off is because you're not not appearing as the queen um and in in terms of that feminine energy so you could be of any gender uh, listening to this it still applies to you um you're not ex you're not um, appearing as your queen 
energy. You're not appearing as the queen of pentacles. You're not on top of your game. Like you're not commanding your, your life, your career, the way that you should. So, um, and some things aren't, are just not for right now is another element of it. Like you might be wanting things, you might feel drawn to things that you really, really want, you really, really love, but it's just not right for you right now. Um, in terms of where you're going, um, or how you see yourself, like where you, what you want to achieve, um, being it that queen, being that queen of pentacles, um, but reading it the way that it came to me, certain relationships that you're in, uh, professional relationships, you're not being rated. Like your gangster is not being rated, right? People aren't seeing you as the the queen of pentacles that you are, or you're not seeing yourself as the queen of pentacles you are. So you're collaborating with people or you're working with people who are less, are less than you. They're not, they're not meeting your energy. They're not meeting you where you're at. And I've definitely felt that vibe and, you know, you can see that I'm more cheerful after the Christmas period because after the Christmas period, I was so jaded, so disillusioned because I was just like, you know, like fuck all of these people in it. Like I've put so much work into the things that I'm doing to have them people like really like not respecting it. It it was really playing with me. Like I wanted to cuss everybody out. Um, like they're not seeing me for the success that I am and that I will be. So, um, then I had to look at the relationships. Like, how did I get here? Like, what is, what is happening here? Like who, who is not rating me, um, in this whole situation and what can I do about changing this situation? So, and, and sometimes some things are just not for right now. Like you might feel like you're ready for something and the universe is just like, no, actually in the trajectory of all of the other things that you need to be doing, this isn't what you need to be doing right now, because it's not conducive at this moment to the queen that you're growing into. Everything has its place. Every blessing has its place. Every blessing has its time. Um, let it happen when it happens. So it's saying that, yeah, some relationships you're really going to have to reevaluate um, who you're working with, who's who you're working with, who you're working for, who's working for you. Like you're really going to have to look at them and see if they're truly um, helping you to achieve the things that you want to achieve or they're truly seeing you as who you are. Because if people don't really understand your essence, then how can they help you to, um, to evolve within that very essence? How? And when you do this, the next card that comes out is the Knight of Pentacles. When you do this, the opportunities, the opportunities that have been waiting for you all along, because with the Knight of Pentacles card, the Knight, the, the horse isn't moving. It's a dark horse. The horse isn't moving. It's very, you know, it's, it's still, and it's strong and it's confident and the coin is just being held in the knight's hand, just held out confidently, held out. So that to me tells me that the opportunity is waiting for you right now once you shed the things that you need to shed um, so you can appear as the queen that you are. So that was queen of pentacles in reverse and the knight of pentacles following it um, straight after saying that, that that opportunity will then present itself and the opportunity is for you. Like it was literally created for you to take you to the next level of um, the opportunities and pretty much take you to the next stage of your life because the next card that came out after that, the final card from the um, Modern Witch Tarot deck by Lisa Stirl, the last card that came out is the Fool. And that came out upright and that's a major arcana card. And that's the very first card of the um, tarot deck, which says that that your new beginning, that your, your new level that you're going to, that will, that will allow you to actually appear in the world as this queen of pentacles that you uh, are and that you want to be. 
that night of pentacles energies there, that opportunity is just around the corner or has already arrived um, to, to take you to the next stage. Um, and everything's wonderful. Everything's beautiful. You, This is the right time for you. For you to go, though, you have to shed the shit, shed the people that don't, that aren't meeting that energy, that aren't meeting you where you're at. And you should do it, do it with confidence, do it knowing that even if, you know, it feels a bit tempestuous or tumultuous when it's happening, everything will be fine. You're doing what needs to be done. And sometimes when you set boundaries, people don't like it, but you need to do what you need to do because um, anybody who's around you, anybody who's working with you, um, um, anybody that you're working for, they need to respect you. If, you know, the, the respect is mutual and if they're not showing you that, if they're not truly seeing you and meeting you as who you are, then dead it, dead it, dead it, dead it. It's long. Anyway, from the Say Your Mind Affirmation card deck, the, the card that I pulled out is the, um, I've got the juice, I've got the source. So it says here, you have all of the allure to command your world. Nobody has your particular brand of source or juice stunt on these hoes. Like I just told you, that's it. Like you're either not seeing yourself as the queen of pentacles that you are, or other people aren't seeing you as the queen of pentacles that you are. But you need to remember that you have all of the juice. You have all of the source. Like you are a baddie out here. Like you are so great. Like you've got everything, hitting the mic, you've got everything that you need to to live the life that you want to live. You've got to believe that there's nobody else like you. There is none like you. That's literally about God. No one else can touch my heart like you do. Woo! I can search for all eternity long and find there is none like you. Woo! Such a tune, such a tune. That's a gospel song. Um, anyway, that song's about God. Like that, you can search for all eternity long, and there's no one, there's nothing that that is greater than God, right? But there's that that applies to you too, baby God. You know, baby God, it applies to you as well. There's nobody like you. There is nobody that has your brand of juice, that has your your brand of sauce. Nobody. Don't let anybody else make you feel like there is or like, well, if you don't um, acquiesce and if you don't do what we want you to do right now, if you don't take this deal, if you don't do this, then, you know, somebody else will come and take it or you'll never get anything like it again. You have to say with all of your chest to those kind of people that want to run that kind of rhetoric, like, fuck you. Fuck you, because I know that I'm a bad bitch and I know that what is for me will never pass me by. And this, I guess, is not for me right now. And the way that you're behaving towards me isn't for me. So you've got to own it. You've got to you've really got to own that energy. Um, the next card is the protection card. Protection came out in the Marcella Kroll Oracle deck. I'm just getting out the um the thingy that describes all of the things you know what I mean yeah it says here because the the card that came out I said it's number one protection and it says here you are protected you are safe in all matters of the body mind and spirit your highest guidance has you covered on all fronts do not delay in moving forward if inquiring about a relationship situation or to proceed please take this as a sign that you are taken care of and heart and harm to none will be had meditate on this symbol when you feel like you need to strengthen your energy um and the symbol is the helm of all 
I think it is. It says this is a Norse Viking rune often used when petitioning the gods for protection in battle. You're protected. And even if you want to have more protection, you know, say a couple Psalms or say um, some affirmations, um, you know, I love a bath. So give yourself a cleansing bath and say those affirmations. Wash your legs, please. Um, And yeah, say those affirmations to gather that energy of protection around yourself. But you are protected going into this next stage of your evolution. Um, Even when it feels a bit like uh, because you're shedding things and setting boundaries that other people might not like or your company that you're deciding to leave might not like, fuck them. You are protected. Everything is well. Do what you need to do. Like the angels surround you. Nobody can badge you up. Okay. Okay. So that's basically um, the tarot for this week. Let's move to share your magnificence. I hope I got that right before I fucking listen back to it. And I'm like, why did I say that? Is it even share your magnificence? Do I even, am I Kelechi? Um, so yeah, share your magnificence this week. Um, I'm dedicating to this uh, GoFundMe. I'm going to put the link in the caption as well. This GoFundMe that's set up to fund free doula services for black women. Um, it's been set up by June Eric Udori. Uh, they've organized it. And it says here... I'm June Eric Udori and I'm a black, disabled, working class feminist activist and birthing justice act- um, advocate based in Durham, North Carolina. Over the past decade, my work has focused on accessing justice and equality, especially for marginalised women. I've done this work in a number of ways as a writer for of a critically acclaimed anthology published by Penguin on the power of intersectionality that was reviewed by the New York Times. As a researcher studying women's lives after deportation in Mexico and as a volunteer at a homeless shelter serving families. You can read more about my work here. So you can, when you click on a link, you'll see her things. Ever since learning about the fatal maternal mortality rates for black women in America, I have been restless. Racial bias within the healthcare system is contributing to the high numbers of pregnancy-related deaths and complications among minority women. If high-profile celebrities like Beyonce and Serena Williams are not immune to racial injustice and misogynoir within our healthcare systems, what about poor, working-class, marginalised, incarcerated, undocumented trans women who may not have access to those resources? Over the course of the last year, I have been thinking and wondering what I can do. I felt powerless just sitting back knowing that hundreds of black women and women of colour could die prematurely this year due to inadequate care. And so I decided to train as a birth doula. Last summer, I completed a birth doula training at Cornerstone in San Francisco, a culturally diverse birth keeper training for people of colour birth workers, where I was taught and learned with black women. I also completed Cornerstone's training supporting trans and gender non-conforming birthers. Doulas have been shown to um, statistically improve birth outcomes especially for women of colour. During fall 2019, I attended my first eight births, serving black women and women of colour that were working class, queer, refugees and more, and saw firsthand the impact that doulas have on, can have on women, families in the wider community. Not only do doulas reduce the risk of maternal mortality, they also ensure that women and birthing folks leave their birth experience feeling empowered and coming away supported um, uh, to begin parenthood. As a doula, on top of the routine doula appointments, creating a birth plan, going over labour positions, childbirth education, etc., I go above and beyond taking social work approach to birth work and seek 
uh, and seek to help my clients with a range of issues, including but not limited to housing support, therapy, crisis counselling, financial counselling, connecting them to social workers, providing resources for breastfeeding and lactation support, organising donation drives and much more. This is crucial as most of my clients are living in poverty, in abusive relationships or experiencing homelessness. And that's why I'm raising $10,000, which is now being raised to $15,000 so that I can provide this service to another 10 to 12 women in need in 2020 for free. Given how expensive doulas are, they have become a luxury for the white, rich, upper middle class and for so many vulnerable women, um, they are not an option. Funding this project means providing a necessary service for the women who, for whom birth has become a life and death circumstance. I hope this gives you a sense of me and my commitment to this work. And I pray you'll join me on this journey. Thank you for taking the time to read this and support me to make sure all the mothers are safe, empowered through birth, postpartum and beyond. Um, so I just think that it's incredible that um, June is doing this. And so far they've got $13,148 of the $15,000 target. Uh, And so I think it's wonderful. So I'm going to provide the link for us to donate and get her to that 15,000. We probably, by the time you hear this, maybe it's already reached 15,000. I don't know, but um, let's support, let's support because yes, this is in Durham, um, North Carolina, but black women everywhere need our help, but black birthers everywhere, um, people of color birthers everywhere need our help. So if you can donate a young $10, whatever, you know, it makes all of the difference because like June has said, doulas have become like this bougie sort of like luxury that people haven't remember in one of the episodes I said I was going to have, um, a doula until I didn't, but like one that I can stayed in contact with the one that I was actually going to go with Zara. Um, Zachi, or I say Zara, Zachi, um, she's there, you know, for if you, if you were looking for someone in, um, in London, but, um, yeah, I just, I just think that Anywhere that you can have, serve, um, you know, doula services, then why not? And I was actually thinking of maybe trying to do something similar over here, like partnering with um, someone like um, Zachi, like partnering with them and doing something over here where we can offer like free doula services to um, black uh, birthers in birthing people in, 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 in England as well, or in London rather as well. So I just think that this is a wonderful thing. So if you can support, please, um, do that, please support. So I'll provide the link. Um, and then my next shade, so obviously June, two slaps on your chest, like you're a baby girl really out here doing bits for your community. Rate you, rate you, rate you. Thank you. Two slaps. So yeah, my next one, uh, my next share your magnificence is about goodness and mercy and it shall follow all of us all of the days of our lives and we'll dwell in the house of the lord forever and ever amen wow this is such a spiritual episode collect a chair no um the uh, goodness and mercy are two sisters what they're only one years old one year old um and they've been separated 
they were conjoined twins and they've been successfully like surgically separated and they're well and it makes me really really happy to read this it says here a team of doctors in Nigeria have successfully separated one-year-old conjoined twins lead surgeon Emmanuel Ame told the BBC the operation to um, separate goodness and mercy Martins at the chest and abdomen took place in November and the two sisters are were well now and well enough to go home. He said the operation, which cost about $55,000, aka like £42,000, was complicated and lasted for about 12 hours. It involved 78 doctors working in two groups. But the medics at National Hospital Abuja did not charge for their work because the twins' parents, Michael Ede and and Maria Onya Martins, could not afford the medical bills. They rely on Mr. Martin's salary as a painter to get by. The couple had first brought their daughters, brought their daughters to the hospital in Nigeria's capital Abuja in August 2018 just after their birth um but the doctors couldn't operate on them immediately as they were not well enough they were cared for at the government-owned hospital for the next 15 months and their strength built up over time the green light was given for the operation the hospital was um, has separated about 11 conjoined twins over the last 20 years but in those cases all the twins had being joined at the abdomen. The hospital's medical doctor, director, Jeff Momo, said that this case stood out as it was the first time in an operation had involved the lower chest wall, liver and diaphragm. Mr. Martin says he was so happy to see his daughters alive and well and family were looking forward to returning home. His wife said words can um, were not enough to thank the th- team of doctors and the kindness of the hospital staff. She said she felt heartbroken when the babies were born. But now she was, um, she's all smiles. The Minister of Health has visited the hospital to praise the efforts of the medics and meet the family. And the Women's Affairs Minister has promised to give Mrs. Martin a job to help the family. So that just made me really happy. It really warmed my heart. Most things I see on like social media or I see on the internet really make my vagina shrivel at just how horrible things are. But, you know, seeing something like this just really made me so happy and um the kindness of people just really like James Baldwin talks about it like sometimes like humans really fucking piss me off but humanities never fails to kind of like surprise me and um make me feel all warm inside so this is just wonderful to read and I'm glad that goodness and mercy are well um and I pray that they're protected and um they remain in good health and that her their parents like have great jobs and they can provide for them um and everything so yeah that's just wonderful so to all the 78 doctors and all of the staff that were involved in all of this like two slaps on your chest like you really did bits you really did bobs for these baby girls and um may god bless you because that's such a wonderful thing anyway so let's get into so you mad hmm so this week on So You Mad, uh, I saw a tweet by the baby. The baby is he a rapper? Yeah, I think yeah, the baby's a rapper. Anyway, he tweeted, "If social media wasn't such a lucrative tool in the business, I'm." Um, let me start again. If social media wasn't such a lucrative tool in the business I'm in, I wouldn't even be on it. Lost souls influenced by lost souls. I hate to see it. I encourage people to have the courage to find themselves without the false sense of security they search for on the internet. And I just read that and I just thought, you know what? I think he's really said something there. He's really, really said something there, especially with the lost souls influenced by lost souls. 
the influencer vibe, the whole internet vibe, social media vibe, I feel strongly in my waters that something is about to happen that's going to change a lot of this and it's going to change the way that we communicate, especially when we see um, people like um, Mark Zuckerberg or whatever, um, just selling every which part of his business and allowing for... um, surveillance to be able to be done through it and you know I'm really enjoying American Gods at the moment and in is it season two or whatever they're talking about um how surveillance is being used with social media like basically new media tries to have sex with surveillance um forgotten the Greek name for the guy but anyway it's just really I I I like the concept and I think I'll actually go ahead and read the Neil Gaiman books because um it's a very, very interesting battle between the new gods and the old gods. Um, and yeah, I just think that something is about to happen with all of this because it's becoming way too intrusive, way, just way too just nasty. And yeah, everyone's trying to find their way. And yet people are trying to give you these perfectly manicured, perfectly curated pages for how pretty things are. And that's why I've always kicked against. Like I've always just been like, you know, on my page, I'm going to be real as I can. Even if you ever see me do one fucking ad, know that the ad is there to to, to pay them bills uh, within reason. I'm not going to move mad, obviously, but you know, I'm doing what I need to do, keeping everything cute because um, I'm not employed by any motherfucking body. So I've got to hustle, but I'll hustle with sense, you know, but um, yeah, as much as possible, keep that page real, keep that just keep it. I don't, I don't care for it to look cute. I don't care for my page to look cute. I'm just there to share some of my truths and keep it pushing. You know, someone sent me a message today, apologizing, saying that um, when they would see the way that I would kick against things that people were doing in society, they'd always wondered, maybe there's a better way to do this. And they apologize for think, uh, for even letting the thought cross their mind that um, maybe I was doing too much because now they realize that it's a worldwide thing um, happening to women, happening to women of color, uh, people of color, hate that term uh, but just happening to black people specifically and they're realizing that raw it's a mad thing and I should continue doing me I don't ever need anyone's permission to continue doing me I will always do me and I'm so used to people thinking that I'm too much and at the same time thinking I'm not enough um and I've made peace with that like I'm here to speak truth to power and some people aren't ready to receive that and that's okay and that doesn't mean I'm going to stop speaking though I'm going to continue because whenever you decide to you know stretch your ears and hear me I'll be here you know with all these beautiful truth melodies so yeah it's what it is but yeah I just think that we should be discerning this year of what we are um consuming on social media because it does affect your psyche it does affect your your self-image and how yeah it just affects a lot of things and you don't even realize like you're just being marketed to all of the time like when does it stop when when is there a break and a lot of people don't know where they're going even if you say queen b and you say this and this person's a baddie and everyone's doing what they're doing everyone's trying to figure it out so don't go and put your life in somebody else's hands you know Fig, try to try to work things out your own way basically um and I love that he says I encourage people to have the courage to find themselves without the full sense of security that they're searching for on the internet nobody has the answers um there can be guiding prompts there can be timely messages but ultimately you have to sit down with yourself meet yourself and find out what is your truth 
and I just love that he shared that. I, I really think that it was a um, really cool tweet. But obviously next in So You're Mad, we've got to get into the fact that Meghan and Harry have said, bun him, take my pun him, take take your house and land and run him. No, that's not what they said. <laughs> but they've basically said to the Queen, peace, deuces, we're out because they've had enough. Megan's had enough. They gave a statement last week saying that they're going to step back as senior uh, royals, step back as senior members of the royal family. And I think that means that they're going to lose the Duchess and Duke of um, Sussex title. They're going to lose that. Um, But they want to continue living in the uh, cottage that they refurbished or whatever. Um, They want to continue living there and spending 50% of their time in in the UK and then or in England and then 50% of their time in Canada or North America. Um, and obviously the royal family, the, um, the, the Buckingham Palace is Vex. They are, or whatever, Clarice, Clarice, I don't know, something, Clarence House or whatever they call themselves. But anyway, they're Vex, like the Queen Mother is Vex, everyone's Vex, or the Queen Mother is Vex, everyone's Vex. Because um, allegedly they didn't run this by um, anyone before they made the decision, but then we're hearing that actually they did and um, people just aren't happy about it. Like this is not done and they want to call all of these meetings. And I just think, wow, where was this energy for Prince Andrew? When you man discovered that allegedly this man's doing wild things to underage girls, you, I didn't see this energy. I didn't see people having meetings and, and, and doing all of this stuff, but suddenly because they don't want to stay um, as visible, um, or as, you know, um, tied to the Royal family and the duties that come with it because of the excessive racism, the wild racism that Megan has been subjected to. Suddenly there's a problem when you have to call bare meetings absolutely mad it's absolutely mad and the way that people are talking like harry has no sense like harry couldn't have decided that you know what this is what i want to do with my family making it out like megan is this um this temptress this um this sorceress that's just been like yeah let's leave someone even try to the way that they phrased it like she's this lowly person and i love that jason said on social media he was like nah babes kate middleton took a year out from uni so she could or took a gap year when she was meant to start uni so she could go to uni at the same time as um, Prince William because she was you know very very sure that that's who she wanted to marry and was ready to chase him down but Meghan had a whole entire career as an actress on you know is it the suits she she was doing her own thing um as Rachel Zane or whatever doing all of that stuff um and only met Harry around 2016 so who is really the clout chaser in all of this why don't you just shut your mouth but obviously there's the clear misogynoir that's so evident in all of this and people like Pierce Morgan even what's his name Eamon Holmes coming forward talking about oh um you know, uh, Megan's woke. She's manipulative. She's this. I'm like, do you fucking whites understand what it means for somebody to be woke? Like you've decided that woke is now a sl- like a slur, you unseasoned beings. Like, what are you saying? But actually, I think that they do understand what woke is and it's vexing them that she could be in any way conscious um, of what's happening around her societally. And also that she could have the cheek to set boundaries and actually be like, I don't want to be treated like this. So I'm out. 
You said that you don't want her here. She should leave. So now that she's saying she's leaving, you're all vexed. Like, how can she fucking leave? She needs to pay us back our money. Um, I like the broken promises um, wrote on um, Twitter. Oh, so now you man understand what reparations are because now you're like, oh, she should pay us back our money. But when did you pay back all of the money that you've earned from colonization and from the slave trade? When have we been given that as the black, um, the, the, the African diaspora? When have we been given that? When? When? Okay, cool. But 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 Meghan and Harry should bring the taxpayers' money back now that they don't want to do any royal duties anymore. Shut the fuck up, you dickheads. Piss off. Piss off. And I'm glad that she doesn't want to do this shit anymore. But it, do, it does make me laugh, though. It does make me laugh, though, that they're like, oh, we want to live independently and we don't want... Um, you know, money from the royal family, but actually, um, Prince Harry would still be getting money from Prince Charles, his dad. Um, whatever the, wherever the money's coming from is generational wealth. And that generational wealth is basically blood money from the, um, from the empire. So I don't see how independently you man are really living when you're still, um, you know, enjoying the spoils of subjugation and oppression as far as I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just I'm just glad that regardless of her mar- marrying into um, a draconian imperialist um, structure, she's seeing that she, you're not going to get that fairy tale, babes. The, that fairy tale is not going to happen, um, and you're really really seeing racism because in America, maybe they don't draw attention to the fact that you know, you're half, half, you know, black or whatever, you, that you've got a black mother, they don't draw too much attention to it. But over here, you need to understand the insidious nature of the racism in this country and that they will drag you with any opportunity that they get, that, that they get, they're going to use it to their, to their, you know, full power, to the full extent they're, they're going to use it. And now that you're seeing that, you're seeing that it's not a princess diary kind of situation and you want to leave and, and that's cool. Um, I, I, I'd like to meet Megan, you know, I feel like I'd like to meet her. I'd like to chat with her. So Prince Harry, Megan, if you want to come on a podcast, look how I'm just inviting random people to the podcast, but if you want to come on a podcast, come once you're done with um, Lizzie and them man come through and let's chat, chat, let's gist, you know, but I I'd like to chat to her because I really wanted to understand on a real level, what her thinking was when she decided, I mean, yeah, obviously I understand that you, you love someone or whatever, but really understanding the racism, really understanding the historical nature of the monarchy and actively marrying into that. And what did she hope would happen in that situation? Because you're seeing the racism that is, was clear from the get to us anyway, um, being Brits, we, we'd seen this, we, we, we saw this coming, but, um, I'm just really excited at how vexed everybody is about the whole thing like oh my god oh my god how dare she how dare she say she doesn't want to be here anymore how dare she say she doesn't want to be a royal anymore that's what she came to do to ruin the royal family and take um harry away and um and ruin what we stand for that none of that is true harry can think for himself and even he sees that you're all mad together and he just wants distance from that but again who knows with any of this stuff, you know? So I just thought I'd touch on that briefly. Anyway, let's then go to um, suck your mum. That's correct, right? Isn't it, guys? It's correct, yeah. Suck your mum, aka straw of the week. So my straw of the week goes out to the Olympics Society. Is that what they're called? Like the Olympics Committee, whatever they're called anyway, 
basically the Olympics. Yeah. My straw goes out to them because the, yeah, the Olympic committee, the Olympic committee is banning protests at the 2020 Olympics. It says political, religious or racial propaganda like armbands, kneeling or raising a fist will not be allowed at the games or medal ceremonies because sport is neutral. So I just want for the Olympics to use the gold, red, green, black, whatever the fuck, colour, blue, colour, those rings are uh, that make up the logo. I want them to stack all of those rings up so it forms something that looks like a straw and I want them to insert it into their proverbial mother and suck her dry fucking dickheads. What do you mean sport is neutral? When has sport ever been neutral? Was sport neutral when Hitler was in the stands? Was was it neutral then when Jesse Owens came and batted up the place? Was sport neutral then? Is sport neutral when um, bananas are being dashed at black football players? Mm. is sport neutral when um female athletes or um, are being banned or they're losing their sponsorship when they announce their pregnancies or the, even the desire that they would like to have a child is how is it neutral then because a lot of it seems racist a lot of it seems very patriarchal so i where where exactly has sports ever been neutral how because we don't live neutral lives the athletes who are taking part in these um competitions aren't living neutral lives for the very fact that somebody might need to set up a GoFundMe to be able to get the money that they need to even be able to go to the Olympics already tells you that sports isn't neutral and that is political because the socioeconomic disparities that exist that means that we can't even compete um, equally because of the opportunities that we have the facilities that we have the resources that we have make it clear that sports is political so when you now say oh yeah well um you know sport is neutral that's what we want you're a liar you're a liar and you're a thief olympics committee that's what you lot are the fact that even if you feel like it's nothing to do with you when serena williams had to wear that cat suit so to stop her from getting blood clots and the umpire or whoever the fuck was like oh well she can't wear it because it's distracting she needs to wear something else like Simone Biles being told she can't do certain combos of moves because if the other girls were to attempt it, it would risk their lives. Why is that Simone's fucking problem? Because you lot can't do what I'm doing. Well, how's that my fucking problem? Yeah. And then we've got Casta Semenya being told to go on hormone suppressing drugs if she's going to continue competing because she's leaving the other girls in the dust. How is any of this neutral? None of this is neutral. Everything is political. Look at where some children have in Brazil, for instance, to play football. So they come to the Olympics and they're badding up the place. But where they're playing football, it's not really conducive. You know, it's not it's not conducive to their to their development because they don't even have proper facilities there. So in comparison to someone that has like really nice AstroTurf or grass or all of them things, like there's nothing about this that means that we all start from an equal, like a level playing field. So therefore there can be no neutrality. Sometimes you're having these um, Olympics competitions in countries that are facing major social injustice and the Olympics provide the platform for people to be able to speak out about what's happening otherwise they wouldn't be heard or seen you know so to ban that means that you've actually chosen the side of the oppressor when you demand our silence as people you have you have inadvertently chosen the side of the oppressor so for that reason all of you can go suck your mums you pricks because you 
why is suddenly activism this bad thing? Why is it the fact that people want to say, oh, hey, I'm dying here or this hurts. Why is that suddenly a bad thing? You know, because if we don't say it, like we've been told, we've been told many times, if you don't speak up about your pain, they'll kill you and say that you enjoyed it. You know, so you've got to say something. You've got to speak out about this. And that's what people are trying to do. And you're like, well, we won't stand for it. But it's interesting because you don't want to stand for any of the things that affect black or brown people, basically. Um, but you will have a big old thing about we're not using plastic straws um, at this. Era. I'm sure there'll be some fuckery about all oh, climate change. You, Even though we do know that climate change will disproportionately affect more so black and brown people. But in this case, they're not thinking about us when they're talking in that sense. They're just trying to do do goody two-shoes, goody two-shoes, right? You'll easily talk about climate change, maybe. You'll talk about oh, we're not using plastic straws at this ceremony, um, maybe, even though it, it it's gonna detriment it's gonna be detrimental to differently abled people who can't um use paper straws. It doesn't work for them right but you'll probably do all of that you'll faff around with all of that like no plastic bags will be allowed in any of the um, villages or whatever for the olympics you'll do all of that that's okay because that's something that's approved by whiteness that sort of activism is approved by whiteness because it's not really toppling the status quo it's not affecting anything but any other thing that affects darker people oh no 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 we won't be doing any of that we don't want any of that and that's the problem. So you're racist, you're racist, and you're ugly. You're racist and you're ugly, and you need to shut the fuck up. I don't know what accent that was. But anyway, all I'm trying to say is that the Olympics Committee can suck their mothers because they're pricks for this little statement that they've made that they clearly think that they're doing bits with. It's bullshit, okay? So anyway, that's all I wanted to say for this week's episode of... S-Y-M. Yes. I can't believe I made another episode. I'm such a baby girl. All my life. Ooh, I pray for someone like you. And I thank God that I, uh, that I finally found you. Ooh. And all my life. Ooh, I pray for someone like you. And I better stop before I get told that I owe people money. Um, yeah. Anyway, like I said, that's it for this week's episode of SYM. I have been Kalechi Okafor. You can follow me on at Say Your Mind Pod or at Kalechnikov. Remember to hashtag the ting. Remember to go and watch my TED Talk and like I asked for, do all of that. Uh, and then that's it. I have been Kalechi Okafor and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck your mum. Catch you next week. Peace. It's the Ben's Punani woman. It's baby boys, baby girls. You need to hear this. Just sit down, sit down. Receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea. We are gonna sip it. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. let you find. And she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind. Say you mind.